this voice came in and just said, basically, the degree of this pain is so deep and so powerful and so beyond anything that I ever had experienced that this voice basically said, just let it happen and don't try to do anything with it. Mm. Let the waves of grief, let the waves of pain and anger happen. I'm Doug Bobst, personal trainer, best-selling author, and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help others become the best version of themselves. So I'd like to welcome you to the Adversity Advantage Podcast, where we will help you use obstacles, failures, and setbacks to give you that edge needed for success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life on how they overcame trials and turned them into triumphs. So please sit back, relax, and get ready to be absolutely blown away by some of the wisdom and stories you're about to hear. Welcome back to another episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bobst, and today on the show, we have the one and only Darren Oleen. And for those of you who don't know who Darren is, he is the co-host with Zac Efron on the widely popular Netflix docuseries called Down to Earth with Zac Efron. And he's the host of the number one health and wellness podcast, The Darren Oleen Show. He is also a highly recognized exotic superfoods hunter, supplement formulator, and author of the best-selling book, Super Life, The Five Fixes That Will Keep You Healthy, Fit, and Eternally Awesome. He has traveled the planet discovering new and underutilized exotic foods and medicinal plants. And in early 2020, Darren launched 121 Tribe, a health app created to help people live an optimal and sustainable life. Darren is also the formulator of the Whole Food Supplement Shakeology, as well as the plant-based Ultimate Reset, a 21-day detoxification program. And Darren is also one of the founders of Barucas, a new super nut from the Savannah Cerrado of Brazil. And I'm extremely blessed to have this guy on the show today with everything he has going on. And I cannot wait um, for you to hear his story, his insights on health, vitality, and um, also you know his experience with Down to Earth. And without further ado, I want to welcome Darren Olin to the Adversity Advantage podcast. Joe. Hey, man. Stoked to be here, Doug. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. I've been like following you for quite some time, just like we were talking about before we started recording from, you know, being the guy behind the scenes of Shakeology and everything you've done with Super Life and Baruch and Nuts and hearing you on Rich Roll's podcast a few times, which I was blessed to be a guest on as well. And, you know, now you got this hit docuseries with Zac Efron, you know, down to earth. And I think so many people now, right, they're probably just following you for the first time and they've just maybe have found you from the show. But what's fascinating to me is that you kind of, you know, you kind of got into the superfood industry from, you know, some sort of pain in your life and it became part of your purpose. So talk a bit about like how that, you know, you got injured playing football, right? And how that sparked your quest to dive deep into health to not only help yourself, but others. hundred percent, man. I, isn't that the, isn't that the way that we find our truth, right? The investigation of the, uh, the adversity that we're mm. all having a human uh, experience, we're all going to get hit with. And so that's the beautiful thing about adversity. And listen, you know, I, I was, you know, starting fullback in uh, my sophomore year, I was super excited. I beat out guys 50 pounds heavier than me in that position. And the damn first, the first game, I crunched my lower back and Mm. tore a bunch of ligaments. And so, yeah, that was an abrupt stop to a dream. And in that kind of grief, you know, again, mulling around that grief and just kind of going, okay, now what? that opened up this thing like, well, you know, number one, the physical therapists that I was going to and the x-rays and that, and the, and the every thing that I was jumping through to try to get back on the field wasn't working. And I was like, you gotta be shitting me. It's not like, it's not like, uh, it's a soft tissue injury that got, you know, it's in my sacral area and there was a lot of complexity as it turns out. But the fact that I couldn't get back on the field, I just said, you know what? Screw this, man. I, mm. I, I obviously appreciated working out starting at 16 years old and picking up my first dumbbell and having mentors along the way and realizing that this physical side of really my programming was being, you know, this premature kid 
that was struggling physically, when you realize, oh, I, what I do every day, I can create strength and, and kind of fly in the face of what, I, what my programming is. So I hit, got hit again with that adversity and being stopped. And so I just said, well, the epiphany was, why don't I just study this mm. stuff? So I, I quit that school. I went to the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota, and I started studying physiology, kinesiology, nutrition, and whatnot. And, and, and that's when all of these things kind of started making sense because number one, I wanted to figure this out for myself because there's no way that this is going to stop me. Like mm. I was just blown away that I could go to all these people who had all these PhDs and they couldn't get me functional again. So being able to understand a bit of physiology and movement and patterns, I started to kind of, you know, reverse engineer my injury. And then, you know, I, I got myself better. And of course, by that time, I had changed schools and I didn't want to run the risk of getting hurt again. And I just had moved on. But the gift of that event has given me today, is mm. continuing to gift me the, the number one, it opened up the curiosity of this just amazing biomechanical, metabolic, chemical, chemistry, biology, physiology, quantum mechanical kind of weird ecosystem that we, that we, that we live with and that this body. And so that miracle, you can't help, but I think you can't help, but when you study this stuff, just to go, Jesus Christ, how right. is this thing uh, occurring? So the more I learned, the more I, I was curious and then I, you know, then it quickly started moving into the nutrition world of just, you know, seeing, seeing the challenges in the supplement and food world. And, and then, and then it just turned that on. It's like, well, you know, I got to go dig into this deeper. And for me, sitting behind a computer doing research was just ridiculous. Uh, mm. It wasn't, it wasn't going to Number one, it wasn't how I like to learn. I like to learn based on the experience, and then I'll go back and do some research. That was it's kind of a little both, you know. You look right. into something, and then you and then you go out and kind of find the people, the experts, the farmers, the foragers. Then anyway, that's 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 kind of how that happened. And um, but going back to that injury, it set a trajectory that I'm forever grateful for. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny, Darren, that you know, sometimes in the heat of the moment, like, I don't know what you were thinking at that time, like we think when we go through something like that, we think it's going to be like the end of our life, the end of our career, like, holy crap, what's going to happen. But many times, our biggest setback becomes our biggest blessing. I know for me, when I was incarcerated, I thought my life was over too. And I was just like, you know what, like, am I ever going to amount to nothing? Am I going to have purpose? And as I look back, saved my life. There was so much meaning in that, that I'm not only able to, you know, help myself, but help others. And for you, it seemed very similar. You had the injury, you decided, you know what, like, screw the doctors, I'm going to dive headfirst into my own health, I'm going to travel the world, I'm going to find the most profound information I can on all things health and nutrition. And then what got you into like the superfood industry? Because obviously, I know you, you were the guy who helped formulate Shakeology with Beachbody, like, how did that all come about from, I mean, because obviously you just didn't do the typical like, oh, you know, protein, carb, fat research. You went super deep into all these ingredients that, you know, back then most people hadn't even heard of. They're like looking up, they're like Googling like what Moringa is. They're Googling what, you know, Cobb or whatever else was in there, cacao and everything else. And no one really knew what was in it. Yeah. Well, number one, I just want to say amazing story you have by the way. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, I, I read your story and I'm just, I'm, I'm as fascinated about talking to you as you may be about talking to me right now. So I just want to acknowledge that. So I, I just, uh, kudos having addiction run in my family and losing a father to alcoholism. So I just want to say uh, I'm proud of you and uh, grateful that you found your own, your own path. So um, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to talk to you. Yeah. So 
how that came about was my own need first. I mean, it's so yeah. funny how, you know, it's, it's like I saw flaws. Mm. I saw mar- a beautiful marketing and then crappy ingredients. Beautiful marketing, crappy ingredients. Beautiful marketing, like over and over. And I'm sitting there kind of feeling like I'm in my own twilight zone. I'm like, these people are marketing supplement after supplement and food after food. And then I can easily turn around on, on the ingredient panel and go, well, they just blew the whole formula by adding this and adding that. And I can organoleptically look at some, you know, powders and just go, well, that's burned green powder that has zero nutrients. And then, then you can actually, you know, I've tested a few of them and I was just like, I was sitting there in my, in this one space that I was like, is anyone seeing this? <laughs> like, like, it, it, and it finally was like, well, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it over and over and over again. Mm. So, so, you know, on the side, I was always starting to play with, with formulation because I always loved that alchemy of way before functional food was a thing. I was working on functional foods, like delivering like these little balls with maca and goji and turmeric and uh, cacao and chlorophyll and all of these things. So I was delivering this to people. I'm like, Hey, try this, try this, try this. And it kind of got to a point where I was so deflated by the ingredients I was starting to look at. And I wasn't quite, the irony here is I wasn't really doing it as a business yet. I was still just investigating and Mm. and digging around. And I'd started to travel a little bit, but it was, and this is the full circle kind of moment. When my father passed away, I received like 20 grand full of his, you know, his estate went to his other wife and my brother and, and most to his wife and, and all of these things. And so I, I, you know, at the time it was a lot of money, 20 grand, 16 years ago. And I looked at that cash and I was like, well, that money has something a little different. That's coming Mm -hmm. directly from my father, his legacy, who he was, how we were together. And I was like, I'm investing completely into this path. And Mm -hmm. so I started you know, I set up my LLC with that money. I traveled more with that money. I created formulas with that money. I started man- the process of manufacturing my own formulas with that money. And in that process of creating, I created this super, super, super bar. It's never even been out on the market. <laughs> it, had, it had so many superfoods in it. It was jacked. and the micronutrients were just like off the chart. The superfood list was, I think, of over a hundred. Um, and in that process, and in those travels, because there was a part of me like, if I want to know really what's in my formulation, I have to know where it's coming from, how it's processed. And in the eleventh hour of kind of burning through all my cash and realizing how much money it costs us to create a startup. That's when Beachbody approached me. Wow. And I mean, it's that whole thing of believing in yourself and taking action. And you don't know the doors that you've just opened yet. Mm. And and in the process, I said, 100% I'm in this. And with my dad's, you know, legacy cash, I am in this superfood thing 100%. But, you know, again, I'm burning through cash and I didn't have it. Beachbody says, hey, you can keep doing your thing, but could you create this, you know, stabilized powder of some of your things and, and could you put this in a, in a way that could be delivered? And, and I was like, at that point, I was like, man, I was putting it to a bar form. It was a lot more difficult to stabilize. And I was like, okay, in a, in a consciously created efficacious powder form that's dried correctly from relationships I have many I've had uh, for years. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? What a dream. So I'm going to formulate, which what I was doing anyway, 
you're going to pay me. <laughs> I'm in because I also needed the money. Right. It was this kind of several conversations meeting Isabel first and her and I, Isabel Deigler, who, who people don't know, she's the now wife of the owner, but also badass formulator herself mm, and right. health advocate uh, and nutrition expert. So her and I met and we were just like completely joined on how we viewed what needed to happen. And then I sat down with Carl and he says, you know, I want to affect the lives of hundreds. I don't know what the number was that he said, but hundreds of thousands, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to compromise. And, and so that's how that, so I was like, Oh, I believe this dude. So -hmm. you're going to let me do it right. Not give me necessarily a budget restraint. And, and he said this, you just do it how you need to do it. Let me worry about selling it. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. That's how it's supposed to be done. So that's how I would do it. So I'm in 100%. <laughs> so. it's, it's, that's amazing, man. I think a lot of people listening to this and even, you know, people who, you know, know you now, like don't even maybe know like half that backstory that it started with, again, another level of pain in your life, losing your dad, right? Which I know is, is extremely hard, would have been extremely hard for you to go through at that time. And then you take, again, that moment, of pain and create something that was very purposeful to you in helping to formulate, you know, Shakeology, which for those of you listening who have never heard of Beachbody, um, you know, it's arguably one of the biggest fitness companies there is. And Shakeology is their, their main um, product that is that people even who aren't even affiliated with Beachbody will buy, right? Correct. Because of its health benefits and its efficiency and everything else. Right. And and honestly, I don't think, people even really appreciate it yet. yeah i mean in the in the outside because they don't know they see they see beach body it's a big billion dollar business they see you know these coaches and all of this stuff well how could it possibly be all these things when when number one it's sold you know i think in in a decade it's sold 3.5 billion dollars worth of worth of sales which is just a, astronomical to under you try to understand but the thing is that people don't realize is the is the level of efficacy that we've gone into mm. this testing each batch fifteen hundred different tests in order for a batch to be deemed efficacious to our standards. So when you have teams of people around the world and ingredients and farmers and and be, having to send people to to verify each ingredient, to test each ingredient, to test the alchemy of the entire formula, and do it fifteen hundred times, spending millions of dollars on the unsexy side of quality assurance and research and development, and and the testing policies and procedures that people don't know. And to the degree at which I get to tell people it is pretty much, you know, it's the inner ecosystem that may know some of that story, but the outer ecosystem of people that may know about it, but just don't know of the level of quality that goes into that sucker. Super. I'm super proud of it. I mean, uh, to have someone back it up, uh, like the owner, Carl and Isabel, and you know, it's, it's wonderful. It's incredible. That's amazing. And it just seems like with your story that it's like a what's next thing. Oh, like I can recover from this injury and then I'm going to go you know, do some soul searching and dive really into my health and wellness and find these superfoods. I'm going to put myself out there and then see what comes about. And sure enough, like Beachbody approaches you and then you're like, you know, what's next? I created this, this amazing product. What can I do? And then you write, you know, super life, write your book. And you know, and actually, congratulations, I just heard um, on you on Richard's show that it just hit the New York Times bestselling list. So congratulations to you on that. Thank you. And so talk about like the five forces in that book that I think, I think, you know, based on what I was reading, they kind of go unnoticed, right? Because you're not, you're not just talking about like, fruits, vegetables, nuts and seeds, you're kind of going a little bit deeper than that. So talk about like what they are, and then how like, the everyday people can apply them to what they're doing, you know, in their life. Yeah, it was through this lens that a, a research buddy of mine that I've known for about 20 years was starting to certain concepts he was given me. And that was kind of changed mm. my, my view, kind of this macro view of the micro view. 
And again, coming from this functional food world, again, that term wasn't something I was aware of at the time, but okay, let's, let's get our food, let's get our food, let's get our nutrients, let's get the primary force of our health from, from high quality food, call it superfoods, call it biodynamic farming, call it organic farming, call it just freaking quality, right? right? So that first kind of uh, life force is nutrition, right? So I, I, I just, I, I was like, listen, it's really common sense, right? So, you know, if we were to choose without this concept, without fads, without all of these things, and you just had a choice of eating nutrient dense, fresh food, that makes sense to eat primarily because that's what we've been eating for hundred thousand years. So on top of it, you have, and this is a bigger rabbit hole, but you have the modern day kind of fatal conveniences also of agriculture. So we right. have largely food that has been stripped because of monocropping and, and the soil being absolutely destroyed. Um, so, so our conventional way of growing, although the intention may have been good to get a, a lot of food for a lot of people, uh, failed. So we kind of have to look, go back to like, okay, not all food coming at you is necessarily going to be good for you. Part of that nutritional pillar is just like, okay, people, we know, I know that you know that these foods aren't great for you. So let's, let's keep those to the side as best that we can and fill our bodies full of nutrient-rich, beautiful nuts, seeds, lettuces, and, and fruits, and, and add in these little superfoods, right? And superfoods can be defined as any kind of food that has a nutrient density greater than, say, the one next to them. So because that micronutrients, our vitamins, our minerals are the first catalyst of everything biomechanically that's going on in your body. And if you're off one, it's going to take you down a road of eventually uh, degeneration. So I'm kind of stripping away all of the crap and all of the fads and this, let's get back to our common sense. Then you have things like oxygenation. So, you know, to start the metabolism on a cellular level, you need the spark, right? You need the spark to, to kick in the powerhouse of ATP and then delivering on the, the power of that ATP is ADP. Without getting into too much of the, the chemistry, that spark is also energy or voltage that is needed. So oxygenation and ATP and ADP is essentially, and then you're getting into alkalinization, which is really the discussion of voltage within liquid and in our body. So we measure it by 14 or uh, a negative five or whatever that is. But, but that largely is saying, listen, our body runs at a voltage in tissue that's about 7.365 and so that means that it has a level of antioxidant capacity it's giving electrons and so without getting too far in the weeds there's this governing system that is virtually talked about through alkalinization that is really about healthy voltage of the body because we're electrical right and so if you are acidifying yourself through poor quality foods, then you're taking in foods that have no voltage. So you're dropping your level of energy uh, ability. And when you are acidic and you have that tissue that's lower because it has acidity, it doesn't have the ability to actually uptake and receive oxygen. So now you're, you're, you're sitting in this cascade effect. And so when you're in this, also the acidification, you're then in a dormancy, you're waking up the imbalanced microbiome that are unhealthy for you. 
So it's, it's creating an environment that turns on these other viruses and bacteria that are dormant within your ecosystem, that are within all of our ecosystem. So my five forces mm. are these connected pillars of understanding operating systems of your body. And then within that, when you're eating well and you're alkalized and you have a high rich oxygen environment and a high nutrient environment, your body naturally detoxifies because it doesn't build up toxins because of the acidifying low oxygen environment. And when you start to understand this, you start to realize it doesn't have to be complicated. That's why the book is very, it's very easy for people to grok and to get. So I don't go crazy into this, but these operating system, one gets off and it sends a cascade to the other ones. But it really comes down to drink good water and then you have the hydration effect and you have the need for electrolytes because again, void water of electrolytes doesn't allow for conduction, mm. right? So now you have this, this battery system and your body's ability to actually water coming up, healthy water coming up to a hydrophilic surface like the outside membrane of the cell actually creates energy just by coming up against it because it exchanged protons and electrons. It actually creates energy. So just sit with that for a second. For everybody listening, water coming up to a cell, healthy water, with electrolytes coming up to the cell actually creates energy for you. And then you look at the research and you realize, oh, wow, the number one issue of dehydration is systemic fatigue. So now you're like at the cellular level, we're creating energy by hydrating ourselves. And then on the macro level, we wake up and we're fatigued. Well, 99% of the time, you're going to be infinitely dehydrated. And just to give, you a, give people an idea, 7% of all Americans, you're croaching 9%. So you're, you're looking at 25 million people don't even drink an ounce of water a day. Wow. And so, and then you go fr from there. And you got 50% of them to 70% are chronically dehydrated, period, because they haven't really met their hydrative capacity at all. And so it's just a proliferated thing. So if you're dehydrated, you're more acidic because you can't get that acidity out. And if you're not eating your vegetables on top of it, your voltage is down and it's acidifying you more and doesn't allow your oxygen to to enrich those cells because it doesn't have the capacity to do it because it's so damn acidic. It can't, it proliferates that oxygen out. So it's it, all, I, what I'm sharing in the book is this intimate connection between all of these pillars. But you don't have to be a rocket scientist or a nutritionist to understand that. What I'm saying, it's inherent within your instincts. It's inherent within whole healthy food. It's inherent within sleeping well, drinking well, eating fresh fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, and taking care of yourself, working out, uh, moving your body. Your body's not meant to be sitting around. So it's all very simple. And you notice I didn't get into carbohydrates, proteins, fats. When you eat a diversity of those plants, it's very funny that it hits those ratios that match that which some of the longevity principles are uh, showing us, that anything over 15% of protein can turn on mTOR and other metabolic processes or expressions of degeneration and cancer. Mm -hmm. So this whole idea that we need all this protein is a complete myth and actually something that's horrible for us. But as an athlete, We've been told this for a long time. And I flew in the face of that 20 years ago when I was like, oh man, you know, amino acids are recycled. And people aren't talking about that because it's the prime resource. So when there's autophagy and your, your body is sloughing off cells, which happens, and it breaks down the cells and the cell membranes, 
It doesn't want to get rid of all of the amino acids. It wants to recycle them and reuse them. So we do have a recycling within our amino acids. So that should be in the calculation. And on top of it, you eat a diversity of beautiful, colored, plant-rich foods. Protein is in every single plant, every single food. And so, you know, my point of view, people say, well, what about protein? I work out, I ball that stuff. Well, just eat more of all of it. Don't worry about the protein. Don't worry about this isolated, stupid idea of reductionism when you just eat a lot more of the nuts, seeds, grains, legumes, plant-rich foods. You look at spirulina, you look at, look at kale, these things are infinitely greater in protein than even comparatively to calorie for calorie of meat. You know, anyway, that's my... <laughs> Well, no, I think you're like, I mean, it's just like next level as far as your knowledge and everything. But I think you do a really fascinating job of dumbing it down. So it's like simple. And I think, you know, what I'm hearing from you is like, I think we overcomplicate things when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to the way we eat. And really, I think most people these days know what to eat. It's just a matter of doing. I think most people can agree that we need to drink more water. I think most people can agree we need to get more sleep. Most people can agree we need to eat more vegetables, but most people just don't do it right? It, because it's just like the whole personal accountability and responsibility thing. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, is really incredibly fascinating, too, is that you put yourself out there and you're not afraid to just share your point of view and all the research that you've done. Like you said at the beginning, you go do your research, you go and you do your own research and come back and share it. And it's kind of how this the down to earth stem from, right? It was like, you know, you were on Rich's show and I, I, I listened to that episode and you were sharing all about all this your, your superfood um, knowledge and these hacks on the environment and everything. And then, you know, Zach, you know, heard the episode and was like, dude, I got to meet this guy. So talk a bit about like how that connection happened and, you know, what went into getting the show started. And there's a cool story behind that and, you know, what the inspiration really was for Down to Earth. We will get you back to this episode of the Adversity Advantage in just one second. But first, wanted to give a quick shout out to Danette May and Earth Echo Foods. Danette was a past guest on the podcast and shared her incredible story and how it inspired her to create her products such as Cacao Bliss, which I take every day, either in my coffee or in a smoothie. It starts with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then it's blended with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it is friendly to keto, gluten-free, paleo, vegan, and vegetarian diets. So go to earthechofoods.com forward slash Doug Bobst. Again, earthechofoods.com forward slash Doug Bobst. Check it out for yourself and learn more about the amazing benefits of Cacao Bliss. And when you enter in the promo code Doug at checkout, you'll get 15% off. Now back to the show. Yeah. Well, for me, there's always been this illuminating talk and, and and I've leaned into it a couple of times about doing a superfood hunting show, like mm. just getting out and letting people see where these incredible foods and cultures and lands uh, where these foods come from. And, and, and some of which have been for used for tens of thousands of years. So it's really fascinating. But it always came to a point where so much work on my end not the perceived a reward. I always wanted to do it, but I would kind of jump in and out of these production meetings and just go, nah, it doesn't feel right. Not the right partnerships, not right thing. But as I've traveled and I've gotten to see these cultures and the environmental impacts and certain things, water, food, shelter around the world that many people haven't ever seen and experienced, you know, the environment became a massive pillar in my own life. Water became a big, I was a big advocate and on the board of raincatcher.org and bringing water to these cultures and showing how to create clean water. And, and so this just became, and I met people along the way that were doing some incredible, from green technologies to uh, permaculture and, and land design that was efficient, but also had yields without destroying the ground and the earth and the soil 
so as I was kind of going, I, I started sketching out an idea for a show that was, yes, a little bit of superfood super hunting, but yes, a little food systems, pollution, solution-based, diversity of a lot of good people doing a lot of good things around the world. Let's show that. Let's show the, the goodness that people have and also that we can do something about some of these things. And anyway, so the, the, the episode, I think it was number the second time I was on Rich's and Rich had, uh, we'd done this episode and, and Zach had reached out to this mutual friend and uh, wanted my number. So Rich talked to me and I, I gave Rich, well, the permission to give my number to Zach. And then months later, like I had forgotten about it. And months later, I got that text from Zach and he was really touched and uh, seemed like he cared. And we ended up getting getting lunch and spending a few hours together and uh, talking about everything, right? Talking about, you know, the superfoods and cultures. And and he was just kind of ask, asking a lot of questions to me and it was great. And he was very sweet uh, right away. I mean, he was like, oh, I like this guy. Like, he was a very sweet guy and you don't get that you know, Hollywood thing. So at the very end, uh, he said, what else you got going on? I said, well, I have this idea for the show, not at all thinking that him and I were going to do anything. <laughs> like, it was just like, I have this idea of the show that I'm passionate about, that I want to expand what it is that I've seen and potentially show that to the world on the environment, on health, on health systems, on the way of looking at things. And he was blown away. And again, not thinking anything, he calls me back uh, a few hours later and he said, you know, I have this existing deal with Netflix with an existing show idea, but I don't really want to do it. And I'm not passionate about it, but, but I talked to my team and there's, if we keep certain elements of the travel, which is kind of inherent within the show anyway, and food and a couple other things, the deal can still exist that mm-hmm. was set up with Netflix but we can bring in your whole concept. And so months of meeting all the people involved and, and sketching out the, uh, the idea and shifting gears for them into, next thing I know, we're, we're uh, traveling around the world together <laughs> and, uh, you know, and spending a lot of time together. And, uh, you know, and Zach did one thing that actually solidified it for me to even want to do this. He said, I have this platform and I actually want to do something with the amount of people that follow me and I don't want to just sell things or promote things. I want to actually try to make an impact and move the needle. So that for me, similar to when Carl said it with Shakeology, he goes, I want to move, I want to affect people's lives and affect hundreds of thousands of people. So when people say that, I believe them. Right. And that's what I want to do. And people need to know some of this stuff and, and we don't know all the answers but I know that they exist. I know that they exist to the extent that I've seen enough. I've, I want to collaborate with more people. I want to bring this message out and I want to just get this done. So it wasn't from a, I need to do a TV show for a TV show sake. Mm. I need to do, uh, I, I need to move in a way that conveys a message that is my mission to help people stay healthy, help the planet stay healthy, and just make this place better. Because it's not like, you know, we've did a lot of things with, with great intent, but we got a lot of things wrong mm. as a society. So we need to correct those things. And I really believe that by collaborating with the right people, getting the message out there, that we can correct these things. And we can shift from monocropping and stripping our soils to regenerative agriculture that can increase our yields, regenerate our soil, sequester carbon, uh, receive more rainwater, and help to regenerate, reforest, reinvigorate the ecology so that we are all benefiting from it. The global, not only our communities, but also as a global society. And I'm not even in the political discussion Mm. of climate change. I don't want to be in the political discussion. I I don't want to be in the political discussion of climate change. I want to be in the actionable side of things of common sense Mm. that, that has no downside, 
maybe the downside is we shift from, you know, uh, refined petrochemicals and fuels. And the downside is for these people that it's not a great thing to proliferate in our environment that is hurting waterways, hurting the atmosphere, hurting people by chemicalizing our food and water. Mm. Other than that, I just want things to do common sense. And I think if these companies even shift in that way, there's a way that we can create this world that it works for an economy, a healthy democratic democracy. It works in that you can have a bottom line, you can make a profit, mm. but let's not, let's not hurt the planet and the people along that whole chain. Let's make it beneficial for everyone. And that let's double down on that all over the place. Some NGOs work, some don't, most don't. So I believe in like kind of circular, transparent economy mm. that says, hey, listen, be responsible for what you're doing. Be responsible. And as companies. So anyway, that's, I mean, that's a long story, but, yeah. but, but that's how the origin of the show came about. And that's a little bit of what my mission is with the spark of the show. And, you know, they're negotiating a second season. So hopefully there's a second season, but it doesn't change my mission. Right. Uh, it keeps me going. And, and it's fueled me because people have come all out of the woodwork. And, and, and a lot of the audience is people that necessarily weren't in this space or really taking a lot of the information in on their own but that uh you said earlier the 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 levity of how we delivered the show the curiosity the care that was in that show was just a testament of our entire team that took maybe a message that i probably would have been a little more intense on and just allowed it to be a bridge and i'll give my hats off to the production and the people on the ground with us the people in the in the in the you know editing bays and everything else and it touched all those people and they all ended up caring deeply about the message and so when i knew that that was happening i i thought that well we might have something here when when the people looking at this footage were being affected and drinking more water and taking better care of themselves yeah and like i think Again, it's like the the main theme I'm hearing is just purpose in your life and whatever you believe in, whether it's God, you know, spirituality, whatever it is. Like, I believe that when you're properly aligned with your purpose and your soul, I think things just happen, right? You look at like what you did with Shakeology and you look at your book and, you know, meeting Zach and the show and how successful it's been. It's not, it's not like you started a show that was like just about like you, like just doing random stuff. It was like, no, this is purpose-driven to educate people on the environment, how we can do better and things that we didn't know. And, and even I'm sure you learned a lot yourself. And so, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about that's I think anybody listening to this can relate to is water. And their episode on in France blew me away just with water. And like, I'm a guy who, who I'm like drinking like purified water. I'm like, no, oh, this is good. This is healthy. And really, it's just, it's not. So like, talk a bit about well, I, mean, I mean, in a way, like people, it's not as healthy as people think, I should say, right? Right. So well, there's, like, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a couple things that we weren't probably able to, to, to pull apart enough. Right. So, so Martin, the sommelier was correct in saying that stripped water, uh, as it relates to beautiful, clean water, that's fortating and being affected by, this is what I'm saying be affected by the sun, the electromagnetic field of the earth, being structured, being chelated, the minerals naturally, and what we exposed where there's, there's this wide variety of influence that water can have from a natural perspective. Right. And, and then you can add that, add those natural benefits of, of its of mineral content with what's called a total dissolved solid number, and that's called TDS. However, the other side of it is, as you turn your tap on, you also are adding to that total dissolved solids the things that you don't want. Mm. And that is nitrates, 
pesticides and herbicides, heavy metals, lead, arsenic, phosphorus, chlorine, nasty compounds that organic compounds that hook up with chlorine and make other volatile compounds. There's a lot of things. But number one, we've created at least the microbiological change we've created by having safe, quote unquote, safe tap water. That was a huge feat as modern man. But with these other contaminants that have now come into our tap water that haven't been dealt with, that's where you do that. That increases the TDS. So if I were to go to my tap and go to your tap, I can test with a TDS meter and I can see that you're at 600. Mm. However, that's not all minerals and that's not all good. Wow. And, that, and that's where that's where that conversation should have opened up a little more to be. And I was trying to push for that, but it, it, we just didn't have enough space because once you water is such a massive topic. So this is where number one, if you do have access to pure tested, clean, natural water, spring aquifer, beautiful, then you're probably in the one percentile of that. You can go out and drink pure, clean water. And if you can afford glass bottles and purify water on a, on a, on a massive scale for your family, go with God, right? Right. However, most of us don't have that much access to that kind of water. So this is where I do believe we need to purify water. Mm. So we need to strip out the bad. We need to empty it with distillation or RO water, but then we need to build it back up. So this is where natural crystal electrolytes is important. So Himalayan crystal salt, a pinch per glass, a half a teaspoon per gallon gives you the correct electrolyte size molecules that can then be in the water to allow for what? Electrical conduction and the ability for your, your body to open up the cells. You need the electrolytes in order for that inside hydrative osmotic flow. So definitely don't drink stripped purified water. So what Martin was saying was correct. Mm. But as we get to this modern issue, this is what I'm saying. Our modern issue is we have these other volatile compounds. We've got to get out. And distillation and RO is the best way to do that. And you can also, there's a whole nother rabbit hole, which I'm not going to get into. You can structure water, right? So I do glass bottle, blue uh, bottle love uh, is a great company. It's got love on the side. It helps structure the water. There's a million vortators you can get into. There's other devices that, that can electrolyze water. Because what you're trying to do is revitalize the structure that's going on in the water that naturally happens in nature. So that's a whole other thing. But the easy thing to do is clean your water, add the crystal light to it, put it in glass. And when it's in glass and it's outside, then you're getting some light into it. It's helping to structure. Boom you've got great water. So that's, that's to clarify a little bit, but everything he was saying was correct. It just, there's this modern fatal convenience to the side that we have to clear that water up in order to build it back up again. Yeah. And I appreciate you putting that kind of in layman's terms for the audience to hear like, okay, you know, maybe they watched that episode, maybe they haven't, but here's some ways you can kind of drink better water because at the end of the day, like, yeah, we all need to drink more water, but we need to be cognizant of like how we're doing it too. Because over time, if we are going to drink more water, that's a great first start. And then like kind of the next level thing is okay. Like where are you getting it from? You know, it's really incredibly inspiring. I think when people do do the work and they're able to heal and they're able to develop healthy coping mechanisms for when adversity and stress hits. And I know in the last episode, you hit crazy adversity, like the the fires in Malibu, right? And um, hit, and you're sitting there, and you know people are trying to call you, they're trying to communicate with you, and you know you and Zach are kind of talking, and you know he was pretty much, I think, asking you if you need to go back. And you're like, no, nah, like there's nothing I can do about it. You're like you were so mission driven to like finish out what you started. So talk a bit about like what was going through your mind and how you were able to keep yourself like even keeled during all that stuff, because I think 
you know, it's easy to see on the show. Like, I mean, obviously you got, you got emotional and you saw your house burn down and you're talking to your ex-wife, but I'm sure there had to be a lot of like grounding work you kind of had to do to keep yourself, you know, sane behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's a kind of a culmination of life stuff at yeah. that point. And, and I've, I've spent a lot of time trying to learn who I am on as, mm. as, as much of the deeper levels as possible to the degree at which you, you can access that because life continues to somehow, you know, bring you more parts and aspects of yourself that you don't know about. And that's kind of the humble nature of, of experiencing life. And so that one was a big one. That was, mm. a you know, next to kind of three events that were probably the hardest in my life. And that was losing my father was number one by far and divorce was another big one and this one was massive like uh i didn't know how to i mean that's the thing you don't know how to process that stuff and it, it for me you know having done some work on myself and then having lost my dad there was a gift when my lost my dad was this voice came in and just said basically the degree of this pain is so deep and so powerful and so beyond anything that I ever had experienced that this voice basically said, just let it happen and don't try to do anything with it. Mm. Let the waves of grief, let the waves of pain and anger happen. You know, you think about that, but then as these waves literally come, it's, it's just the pain is so powerful that you burst out hysterically crying or screaming or uh, confused and you know it was the best gift ever to just let that happen because i think that's that's a very powerful thing that in nature and animals when they're scared they once they find themselves safe they let all of that that being scared out and for me losing my father was a kind of a, a, a practice of when the house happened and when the house happened i you know your first i'm just a deer in headlights at first i, I can't process it i'm kind of like wait a minute what like yeah. what everything what then right. i just kept looping and ruminating like no it couldn't be everything i'm trying to call my neighbors i'm trying to do all this stuff but then once i realized yes this did happen and it took a little bit less it absolutely happened and then obviously production and everyone said that you can go like if you want to go right now no problem we'll finish it off and i was like no way <laughs> like no no way like this was mm -hmm. actually and how the house burned environmentally and, and the first actual episode we filmed the first place we were was puerto rico so the very first filming we did was in puerto rico and seeing nature destroy this whole environment i was already going this can happen to all of us nature's fury doesn't care where you are what skin color you have or how much money you have in your bank it doesn't care at all and mm. it can happen to any of us in a, a variety of different ways, fire, earthquake, flooding, hurricanes, climate change, no climate change, doesn't matter. It's, we are all vulnerable. And so on that last episode, when that happened to me, it was so clear to me that this is why I was doing it. Now it just hit me personally in such a massive way. And it just furthered my resolve over time as the waves of grief happened and as i came back and i saw my house and that kind of finalized or at least crystallized a part of it like seeing the destruction on my property and seeing every literally everything i owned was just it was like you know a nuclear bomb went off i was able to then finish and continue that process and realizing all of that i was like oh my God, I'm more fired up than ever before. And so now in retrospect, it was one of the hardest things in my life. Yes. And did it give me gifts of infiniteness and power, conviction, truth, passion? Fuck yeah. 
Mm. And I would not take back that experience. And I mean that in every cell of my body, I would not take that experience back because what it gave me in my heart with people and love that I had in my life at that time, just illuminated in such a way that I can't even quantify. But then the conviction I have to a healthier life and healthier people uh, and a healthier way of living, it just filled that cup up and exploded that in my life in such a good way. So yeah, again, I love that. I love how you you know, use that massive time of adversity to literally to your advantage that this show is all about. And you were like, you know what, you had every reason to quit. I mean, so many people listening to this, they, they encounter the smallest form of stress or adversity or anxiety. And they're like, you know, I'm going to quit. I don't feel good today. So I'm not going to work out or, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling good about myself. So I'm not going to eat well. You're on set and your house burns down and there's nothing you could do about it. And you, they gave you an out and you're like, you know what? No, like I'm finishing this. And I think looking back, I'm sure there were so many lessons you learned along the way, not just in that moment, but throughout that show that are now going to shape you for whatever you achieve next. So the last question I kind of want to ask you on that is, you know, it seemed during a lot of the show, you were kind of like, you know, the Obi-Wan to Zach, right? You know, in, in a sense, you were teaching him a lot about what was going on. And, and obviously he was, he'd learned his own things, but what lessons did you learn from him? Well, you know, listen, when you get to spend a lot of time with someone, you get to understand, at least I get to understand the seat that he sits in. Mm-hmm. And it is massively different than, than most people. And so, you know, there's a few times in those episodes where we forgot the cameras were on. We we're just two friends in a car driving and having a conversation. And, you know, I really appreciated... It, from the outside looking in, you're like, yeah, man, he's got 40 million people that follow him. He, sh- he should do good things for the planet and all that stuff. And you don't realize that, of course, there's good things to celebrity. Of course, doors are open in certain ways. But there's also a lot of doors that are shut. And there's a lot of adversity he has to go through on a daily basis that even having a glimpse of it, I will never understand but he lives it. And so he's got to navigate a world of so much attention. Everything he does, he's a microscope. And for him to be vulnerable, to show up, be himself and not a character and to show up and actually do what he set out to do is to bring his audience a glimpse of something that they may not have been exposed to and to use that audience for the good, knowing that him going out in the world is intense for him because of all of the stuff and security and secrecy that we have to kind of keep contained so that it doesn't blow us apart in any country, in any situation. You realize the level of strength that he's had to endure that even in me explaining it, people won't understand. But seeing it, him having to transmute that intensity, he can't just run out at any point in his life. I, I'm just infinitely grateful for him to, in his own way, step up into this and be something and do something different than what he was doing and be him as Zach, as someone who cares and as someone who wants to contribute to something greater. So that's what I learned. I learned that it's important for us to really have empathy for whoever is in our life and to see what he's had to go through in order to make this happen was something I, I, I have a lot of respect for. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible to hear that because I think the, there's a common theme. A lot of people gain so much respect, I think, for Zach from that show, just watching like his level of empathy towards you and your 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 and his relationship throughout the show and his you know sweetness and kind heart towards the places y'all visited and I think you're right like a lot of people don't understand what he has to deal with that he can't ever like walk outside of his house without somebody t- trying to take a picture of him or wanting to hunt him down where he's human just like the rest of us that we all want our own privacy and you know he's been going at it a long time and he he's been acting for I mean 
for over a decade at least right so like 15 years old he got thrust into this yeah Yeah. so the last thing i want to i want to kind of talk about and then we'll kind of wrap up and you know i appreciate you opening up about your relationship with zach so i know it's pretty special to you is you know, you got a lot of other things going on. Now, obviously, you got Baruka nuts, which you and I were talking about before the show, which is the best tasting nuts I've ever had. They're amazing. They're incredibly healthy. And I'll make sure to put the information for more information on that um, in the show notes. You got your Darren Aline show, the podcast, but you also have your app, which I know is um, fairly new for you as well. So talk about like what, you know, the app is and what people can hope to get out of it, you know, when they sign up. Yeah. So it's something that we've been working on for a while. The one to one tribe. And specifically, I started the, I, the idea of the plat, platform with my Super Life program. Mm. Um, and the, the idea was a one-to-one tribe is to get more, more and more masters in their area. It doesn't have to be just working out or, or, or recipes or whatever. It can be masters in a way that's helping people mm. and helping the planet. So we started out with me launching this plan. And it really is for me... Something that I'm always interested in is helping people curate habits because mm-hmm. habits seem to be a very interesting thing because once we create the habit, it's all good. But getting through that little hump. So, you know, creating structure of healthy movements, exercise, functional stuff as it relates to incredible eating plant-based nutrition based on these principles that I uh, shared in my book, as well as, you know, tracking devices of trying to figure out how to support you getting hydrated, right? And creating that habit. And and then education along the way, these little Mm -hmm. snippets of like, as you're doing something and eating and working out and learning something, you're, you're, you're getting to learn and, and get that into you as you're moving forward. And something for me, whenever I get to learn something as I'm doing it, it just cements more of that together. So we're able to bring all these pillars in an incredible, easy way for people. And I just have had actually blew my mind in terms of the response for people. And so we just did a little one day retreat and we had over 5,000 people wow. uh, join it. And it was just the funnest thing and I did a bunch of lives and we dove into some things and so that's really fun and so we're now you know starting to look and expand and I'm I'm also working within that platform to have another program within mine that's that's kind of helping this super life warrior space of these Mm. environmental healthy eco warriors that have kind of emerged from the show of people really wanting to do something with themselves in their life. And so we're starting to look at uh, curating that, having a space where people can uh, get support, support healthy companies, support healthy ways of living and move forward and feel like they can contribute to something greater than themselves as well as helping themselves. Dude, that's awesome, man. I mean, gosh, this interview, I mean, I learned so much from you and I'm just incredibly inspired. I mean, because as somebody in like myself that, you know, was in some really bad situations that, you know, a, I kind of put myself in and, and B, you know, that were unfortunate events and then crawled my way out and were able to develop some purpose out of that. You keep doing that at such a massive level that it's tough not to talk to you and not want to go like run through a, a wall because you know, you've taken every setback and you're like, no, I'm serious and turn it into something amazing and you don't quit and you just keep going and you're so focused and aligned with your heart and soul and what you want to do that it just shows. And it's just, it's, it's no coincidence that you're ha- you've had so much success and I invite people, you know, I'll put the link to your app in the show notes to so check out your app, download it, you know, give it a trial. And then also to check out your podcast where you interview some incredible people and then to just really follow along your journey, because I don't think it's going to stop here. I think we're just kind of scratching the surface with Darren Olean and what he's doing for the environment. And I I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for our conversation today. And, you know, for those that are listening that, you know, maybe you're going through a hardship. Now we're in the middle of one of the toughest times like ever as a society, just know that there is a way out. There is hope in front of you. And we do have to, it's about making the right choices you know, developing some great habits that give you a chance. It's not a guarantee, but it's at least a chance. Whereas if you sit on the couch 
and binge watch Netflix shows other than down to earth. Um, okay. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're pigeonholing yourself, you know, to put yourself in a deeper hole of darkness if you're not taking care of yourself. So I just invite you to take hold of Darren's story and watch the show too. I mean, it's incredibly educational and informative on all things health and wellness. And, um, you know, all that I ask in listening to this is, is that you share it. I mean, what, what Darren shared, especially about water and his journey, you know, everything that happened with the show and how, like, when you do the work, right thing, good things happen. It needs to be heard more. So, you know, once again, Darren, thank you so much for coming on. Dude, it's been an absolute pleasure, Doug. I really appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. You're in it. You're in a, once again, super motivational and, you know, a story that needs to be told more often. And, um, you know, once again, for those listening, give Darren a follow, check out all his stuff. I'll be sure to plug it all in the show notes. And again, watch the show and reach out to him and let him know what you thought of his story. And uh, once again, you're listening to this episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bopes, and we will see you next time.